Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, had me a hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch Peggy, Peggy Sue goes back in the exact same decision she made before. I know. It's real. I'm very upset by the end of this film. Well, okay. Actually, if you look at the time loop, she just made those decisions and went forward back to her original body. You think you think that she had already made those decisions and had lived out that life? Yeah, no, I'm with you. No, no, no. I think she, I think her consciousness traveled back in time to complete the loop. Like she like she's living that life, but she went back and then uh... made the choices to come back because he wrote the inscription in the book, which is an unnecessary addition to this movie. But I was here for it to be like, <laughs> oh, she really did travel through time. That was the story I was most here for. Uh, but what you're theorizing is that the loom is overloaded and they need to launch <laughs> a thing to pull her from all the timelines. How and dare Clint... you bring Wanted into this? That's not Wanted. Is it not? <laughs> it's not Wanted. Well, no, there's <laughs> one in Loki now, too. The, is, the time loom is now a, loom a big thing. There's a loom in Loki and it's, there's a giant loop and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> no, okay, so like, she got pregnant in high school, right? At 18. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's the poet's baby? No. I mean, it might be. Helen Hunt does look a little bit more like the poet mm-hmm. than Nick Cage. Well, Helen Hunt looks like her mom. <laughs> regardless. I, <know. laughs> yeah. I honestly love seeing a, a young Helen Hunt in this movie. Yeah. I, d- I love Helen Hunt in everything. Yeah. Helen Hunt is immaculate, wonderful queen. Mm-hmm. And she was only in it for like 10 minutes, but it was, she's great. I think when she had her heart attack or whatever that was, she did travel back in time, but then made this made the decisions that led her to the life she hated. So really, this is on her. Well, but she does make different decisions, though. I do think her life now is on her, Mikey. Yes, that is true. Because she had the opportunity to marry a billionaire and married Nick Cage. Oh, and also she made him the billionaire. She did. He wouldn't have invented microchips without her traveling well, back but in time. Mikey, Mikey, she talks about some of the things that she wanted to do that she hadn't done, including banging that poet and getting the sexiest book dedication of all. Mm-hmm. So we know that she made some different decisions, but then landed at the same place, which is like 
Nicolas Cage with those teeth is the cruelest twist of fate <laughs> ever. Okay, let me reframe. Let me reframe this movie. Okay. A woman travels back in time to seduce and molest high school students. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing Never Been Kissed again. <laughs> Except she's like 45 years old or something. Like In her mind. And she's just seducing children. She's like, I know. I'm way above you in age, but also get out your penis. <laughs> I know tricks. <laughs> I mean, I bet she does at this point. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, Peggy Sue was the throat goat. (laughs) She married Reagan? That's when I figured out that it had to be a female protagonist. Because, like, let's say Nicolas Cage went back in time and fucked his high school students. Mikey, (laughs) I'm going to pitch to you that there is a version of this movie that is better, way better, that has a male protagonist. But the difference is the male protagonist goes back as a teenager because this movie is basically shittier back to the future. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, and he doesn't have sex with his mom or anyone. But also he doesn't have the consciousness of a 45-year-old in his body. He just steals rock music from black people. And mm, so like... Well, still bad. <laughs> and, yeah. My thing is, as I was watching this movie, I realized that I think for me, I really need time travel movies or time loop movies to have a definitive goal, right? Yes. Like I'm going going back in time to do a thing and other things may happen that change that but i have a goal and a plan i'm not really here for movies where people just transport back in time and they're just like yeah i don't know maybe i'll just fuck all these teenagers yeah her plan (laughs) quotes air quotes is bonkers the way she bounces around in the past i'm like girl you are not responsible it will and for a huge part of it i was like there were huge parts of this movie that made me cry because it was just her going back and I would assume visiting people that she has lost who have died, her grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Those moments were very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet, very sad. But then we've got Nicolas Cage with Pee Wee Herman's voice and a Bill, Joe Biden's teeth and like he's just walking around like it's normal. Nicolas Cage's choices in this movie are so absolutely. I've got the hair. I've got the teeth. I've got the voice. Johnny's got his bride. Johnny's got his hands. It is so bonkers. When he said Huang, I lost my mind, guys. (laughs) I've got to get home. When he was, oh my God. Also, I'm never not referring to my dick as my thrill hammer. From now Thrill on. Hammer's the best. When she said that, I was like, oh, I'm I'm writing that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's definitely that's a Halloween season of the witch. Like he would call it a thrill hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a Papa Atkins kind of thing. Yeah. It's a Papa Atkins mm-hmm. thing. At one point in my notes, I just wrote I wrote down this movie would be way better if he had a wooden hand. And then <laughs> literally seconds after I wrote it, he just said, I'll cut off my right arm if that's what you want. And I was like, <gasps> did I time loop while watching this movie? <laughs> it is it, The movie was so, it was everything I wanted because I'd never seen it before. So it delivered on what I was wanting, which is a bonkers time travel Nicolas Cage joint. Yes. That they try to solve with chaos magic and sigils. Well, yeah. <laughs> the fact that she's running around telling everyone I'm from the future and like no one gives a shit. She only tells one person that really, right? And then her grandparents at the end. Yeah, her grandparents and the the guy who's going to invent pantyhose and and then the whole tire cult that tries to get her back to the future yeah i don't think that's like cult is it a cult i thought it was like a rotary club i mean they're not stopping people from leaving yeah it see it seems a little more freemasony yeah and if their time magic works then i have concerns 
But I loved after that they were like, she's gone. All right, let's play cards. I was like, that's exactly what I thought this was. Yeah. I think everyone in that room knew they were playing dress up except for Peggy Sue. And she thought it might send her back to the future. As someone who is in a fancy secret organization, it's fun to dress up sometimes and say some stuff in Latin. Who doesn't want to do that? It's a blast. It makes you feel all secret and important. And I think it's just important that this movie taught us an important lesson, which is if your partner cheats on you, go back in time and fuck him in high school. <laughs> and then cheat on him in high school. Yeah. That'll solve everything. <laughs> That's the ultimate revenge. I did sort of hate that there is no like change in his personality. Like Zero. he still cheated on her and just like the they end up back together at the end because he was like, Oh no, I guess after fucking this much younger woman, I got sick of it. So I'm going to take my wife back. Like that's the end of the movie in this movie. Don't love. D- didn't love so, it. So like, I hated that for her, yeah. but I loved that for me because it was very funny. Yes. I like to imagine that after this, she does get the divorce, becomes a romance novelist, and then goes off into the jungle. Uh, Hello, Romance in the Stone yeah. vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We still yeah, have yeah. to watch the second one of those. There's two of those. Jewel, yeah, of, Jewel the of the Nile. Jewel yeah. of the Nile. Which was on TV more, but... But in my heart less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was crazy how many people in this movie are full on famous now, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got Nick Cage, Helen Hunt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who else? Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Fucking Jim Carrey's in this movie. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, everybody. Well, Kathleen Turner was famous at the time, but yeah. Kevin J. O'Connor in his most attractive role ever. <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, Benny, how you doing? <laughs> hey. Father Time hates that man. He needs to go back in time and bang his high school sweetheart. There you go. Said it there right. you go. I think it's a combination of, I think he was very young because this has to be one of his first movies. And I think they styled him very specifically and that's kind of how it worked out. Perhaps. Or Father Time was cruel. You know, either yeah, way. Yeah, I think Father Time may have just been cruel and that's okay. Hey. We love him as Benny and in uh, Deep Rising. And oh, I forgot he was in Deep Rising. Yeah. <gasps> he's such a great sneaky villain, right? Oh, yeah. Like, he's so great as the guy who betrays you. I, I know, <laughs> but I, I kind of liked him as this, like, handsome, mysterious. I was like, man, this guy needed more leading leading dude roles. You know what I'm saying? I was here for it. I, I would have picked him personally. I was in it until the commune, and I was like, oh, no. No, no, well, no. Her too. Her too. She was like, wait a minute. What? No, no we're wait, not doing wait, that. Huh, what? Mm-mm. This movie <laughs> does sort of feel like to me, a woman goes to a reunion, has a heart attack and then dies. And during that Jacob's Ladder situation, she goes back and takes credit for all of her friends' successes Ooh. and then <laughs> dies at the end of the movie. That is what happens. No, I, I think that'd be funny. Yeah, that is what happens, though. But I do think. The microchip guy should have been like, thank you for making me a, like gives her a check or whatever at the reunion and be like, thank you for leading me down this path or whatever and teach me about microchips. And pantyhose. And pantyhose. It reminded me of my favorite high school reunion movie that doesn't quite fit on this show, but I want to do it so bad because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Romeo and Michelle. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. they lie about making post-it notes. Uh, but they end up with a guy that created microchips and became super rich and then they do a, a three-person dance interlude that is iconic. That's another movie with a ton of famous people in it. Yeah. That's my favorite reunion. What's your favorite reunion movie? Because I feel like that's a very specific Ooh. class of movie. You got the coming-of-age ones, and then, you know, they're pretty good, but, like, 
Zack and Miriam make a porno is pretty good. Oh, I fucking love that movie. That is a reunion movie, isn't it? Yeah. It starts at the reunion when they run into Brandon Routh, who has become a porn star. That no, is, no, no, and it's, Justin uh, Long. Justin, Justin Long, yeah. They're a couple, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, the I think one of the best reunion TV ones is Always Sunny. With the two-parter where they go to their reunion and they have this perception of what they were in high school and it turns out everyone hated them and then they like, hijack the reunion for a live music performance and you see what they think is happening and then what's really happening and it's great that's a great one that is a great one todd any favorite reunion films i actually just googled it because i was like i don't know of any uh reunion films that aren't <laughs> second the ones that we just yeah the ones we just talked about so like no, I don't have one. I guess Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, I think my problem with this is she has no agenda sh- other than to fuck teens. <laughs> and like, <laughs> good for her, but also not good for them. It's bad. I mean, she does warn them. I have the mind of an adult in my body. And they're like, what? Yeah, let's what? hook up. <laughs> also, like the way she says it, they'd probably be like, yeah, you're 18. I get you're an adult. Sure. Whatever. That's fine. I guess she's not 18 yet because she does say like. I got pregnant when I was 18 and I turned 18 in two days. Like she was going to get pregnant on her birthday. There was nothing she could do about it. And that to me was very funny. That was funny. And she was like, at the clock tower. (laughs) (laughs) Save the cock tower. I love that some movies waste time on like, do you really love your children? Is your life worth it? If you love your family, not this one. She's like, you know what? Fuck her. (laughs) Fuck Helen Hunt. I do think it's wild that a, (laughs) we never meet Scott. Her son, quote unquote. And when she goes back in time, she doesn't mention her kids for a full ass hour of the movie. Oh, yeah. She never feels sad about it. She doesn't even have a conversation where it's like, if I don't get pregnant, I don't have my kids, which is like the first conversation you would have. Right. Like, like, does that not bother her? Yeah. I feel like that would bother me considerably. Like. I needed the Back to the Future convention of her having a picture of Helen Hunt that just like fades the longer she's there. <laughs> and she's like, thank God. Yes, disappeared. No, no. You're going to go on to be brilliant. <laughs> like, no. I just realized that this movie isn't a time travel movie. We watch someone have a cardiac episode and then while they're under, they have a dream that we watch. And then we watch them wake up because literally nothing changes from before the time travel to after. No, 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 no. Except for the book. The book changes. She fucked that dude under the starry (laughs) night and he sent that book. I will posit that she did that before and Helen Hunt is his kid. And lied about it at the reunion when she talks about Okay. Why would you accept Nick Cage's proposal on a rainy night in a greenhouse if like that wasn't the case? No, 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 no. This movie is a better movie if she goes back in time, changes nothing, and just fucks a rando to get back at her husband who cheated (laughs) on her. Holy shit, that's all it is. That is all all it is. Hell and honestly, I love that for her. Okay, but I'm gonna posit this, Todd. If she hadn't gone back and cheated on him in high school, would he have cheated after they got married? He does. He still does. I agree, Mikey. Him cheating is her fault. Yes. No, no. Like, that no, is no, what no, you no, just no, no, said, no. you crazy man. If she cheats first, 
in the time loop. I know. I know she cheats first in the time he loop. He still does because she gets, well, first of all, they weren't cheating. They were broken up. Oh, that is a good point, Paige. They didn't Thank cheat. You. They were allowed to see other people because Nick Cage That's wanted true. that. That's true. That's true. Yes. When she wakes up, he is like, it's over with Janet, which means he did still cheat with her with Janet. Yes. <laughs> this is so weird. I do also think it's wild that her choices were genius inventor, poet, rock star and she fucked two of those and decided rock star was the one to marry so kill screw or marry genius we can't play this game anymore yes. we can't play this game anymore Paige. yes i'm ready we cannot play kill marry fuck kill we cannot we have alibis todd yeah we're playing it we're playing it's a new segment welcome to the marry Mikey, fuck kill it's part. too dangerous <laughs> we can't play it Check the news. Look, it's time for me to marry Selma Hayek. <laughs> and fuck a fish. You realize that, right? <laughs> the prophecy is complete. Gotta fuck a fish. <laughs> okay. that's It's so sad. It's so sad. So I'm, I'm devastated. Fuck, Mary, kill, inventor, poet, rock star. Or potential rock star, potential poet, potential yeah, 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 inventor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> First off. We're marrying the inventor because of course he's course. objectively the nicest guy to her throughout yes. the whole film out of any other guy that she talks to. He's the only one that sees her as a person and not an object that they want to fuck. I would argue the poet does, too. He's just a little crazy. <laughs> anyway, go <laughs> oh, ahead. Okay. But, she, but he, like, knows the truth, and he's still supportive, you know? Well, that's why you fuck the poet. <laughs> oh, 100. Yeah. You always fuck the poet, Todd. Always. Absolutely. I don't want to say kill Nick Cage for reasons. Oh, yeah. But maybe you push him aside. Um, how about uh, shelter Nick Cage away in a very safe place where he can't interfere? But also, objectively, one, his game is weak in this movie. His game is weak. His teeth are too strong. Uh -huh. And he talks like Pee Wee Herman the entire movie. The entire time. Yes. Kill Rockstar, fuck the poet, marry the inventor. Always. As a former minor league rock star, that is the correct answer. That's correct. Yes. Unless you're super into chickens, in, ca in which case flip the other God. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those actors. Okay, we can talk about when we get there, but all the actors acting old at the reunion with like the old makeup on. I thought it was so, so funny. funny because it is literally like 14-year-old Jim Carrey, like pretending to be 45 years old or whatever, or however, 43 is that how old you be at your yeah. 25 reunion? Fuck. Yeah, 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 43. So, yeah. like, he's supposed to be 43? No, wait, that's, it's 20. It's 20th, right? 25th. No, it's 25th. It's their 25th. Mm. I looked it up. So it would be people who graduated in 1997 for this year. That would be 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Wild, right? I'm old. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming up on my 20th. Yeah. It's pretty soon. Not jazzed. I went to my 20. That was fun. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I do want to go uh, because my 10th was really fun and I did go to the 10th. I had a lot of fun at my 10 year reunion for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite <laughs> though was that they were like somebody, we couldn't have our 15th because it happened during COVID. Oh, and so yeah. somebody messaged me to be like, hey, we're not doing it 15 because of COVID. They're like, but we're going to do a 20th and we're going to try and do a multi day thing so people could bring their kids. And I was like, you lost me at children. Yeah. I was like, can I bring my cat? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's around Halloween and I'm pretending to be Ridley? Oh, yeah. Sorry, this is my emotional support 
You mean Ripley, not Ridley? Ridley Scott made the movie Ripley's the not, Final Girl. Todd. Oh, did go. I say Ridley? Uh-huh. Fuck. Ripley. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah, you did. But understandable mistake. He made the film. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Speaking of bonkers films that we should go through scene by scene, do you guys want to talk about Peggy Sue Got Married? Sure. Let's do it. 100%. We open on credits. She fucks some teens. End of movie. And that's the movie. <laughs> so do you think He Who Remains started his own loop? Anyway, okay, so... We open on a crazy appliances commercial. A racist appliance commercial? Yeah, what were the fortune cookies for? So they're the deals. He opens them and then speaks them in a Chinese accent. And that's our introduction to Nicolas Cage (laughs) in this film. I missed that. I was too busy being like, is he being Elvis right now? Because he's in like an Elvis jumpsuit. Oh, the commercial and movie is batshit insane. But it opens with him using his crazy ass accent he's using for this film anyway yeah but also putting an asian racist twang on it jesus christ (laughs) it's wild and this is the man she a married goes back in time and falls back into love with. exactly mikey what she was crazy enough to marry him twice i don't know how they fall back in love he's insufferable as a child i'm gonna tell you this future wife out there if you traveled back in time to like fall in love with my high school version you're in for a treat because he's a fucking mess <laughs> dude me before like four years ago or three years ago was a fucking mess therapy's been great for me but if i went back in time into my high school consciousness i'd be fucking rich oh oh yes, yeah you would mikey because you'd be like all right amazingly bitcoin for like six years is a really good investment no like, they'd be like there's michael randolph the man who stopped a terrorist attack on 9-11 <laughs> no th- we were saying there goes michael randolph the man who just got out of a psych eval for prophesizing 9-11 the man who kicked a guy on a plane back then i could be like i found it on the deep web and they'd be like oh shit we don't know anything about that yet mm. i don't think they'd listen to you mikey no offense I don't think they'd give a shit what some high schooler has to say, or maybe even younger than that, has to say about a possible terrorist attack. Well, I know how that all works, right? So if you do an anonymous like tip on the tip line, right? which the FBI still had a tip line back you then. You actually did go to Quantico and take training. So you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I know how the threat assessment centers work across the, like, they have few, they have, well, I'm not going to say the where they have like centers that analyze all the tips and like, like distribute it out to people to investigate. But I don't know the setup before 9-11. Counterpoint, they knew and they still let it happen because Dick Cheney's evil. That's a good time travel movie. No, no, no. I'm saying that's what happened in real life. (laughs) You just time travel back in time and and watch uh, Mark Wahlberg punch Dick Cheney in the face. (laughs) Oh, I would pay money. (laughs) I mean, he did say he could stop 9-11, Paige. Like, what if you travel back in time? To like stop something like I you know 1163 or whatever the 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 Stephen King one the 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 Kennedy one yes that would be cool like you travel back in time to stop something bad from happening but then you find out like the government was doing it anyway again real life the CIA shot Kennedy I don't have time to get into it right now <laughs> it was an accident but we don't have time <laughs> although Todd Todd what would you change history wise not your brother wise but like history what would you try yeah, to change stop his brother from dying no yeah. I know that well, that's, that's what, why yeah, I'm saying something else the table yeah, like yeah. Your second one your se- yeah what's your second one how oh. would you kill your brother a second time <laughs> you know i do wonder if 9-11 never happened would he have died but um actually he died before 9-11 <laughs> i was gonna say 
was like, what is it? What? What extra piece do I not know? So maybe maybe the question should be, if my brother had lived, would 9-11 have happened? And maybe that's worth checking out. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. You don't know. Don't know. Yeah. I would have started a cool, fashionable, plus-size fashion line back in the day. Paige Bryant. Well, that we had Lane Bryant, but that was the sad thing, is you could only wear mom jeans. Tora didn't come out till my senior year. So, like, I would have started something... Back in the day for fat girls to have cool clothes back when no one else was doing it. What's you up? You owned that market and made a shitload of money. That's damn straight. Hell yeah. But I mean, honestly, if we all went back to our 15 or 20 year high school reunion or whatever and then got transported back into our consciousness and we had those 20 years or 15 years of memories, yeah. I would be a fucking billionaire too. Try to break up as many future couples as possible in high school. <laughs> Invest in Applebee's. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it peaks real good around 2003. That's right. That's five right. that's but like right. that's also the same time we were in high school so like we'd be a little too late um, and <laughs> tea. invest in boba tea no you invest in apple you oh, invest yeah. apple in, was cheap back you then. buy a shitload of bitcoin when one yeah. bitcoin was like 80 cents and then you know when to sell when it's like 25k per bitcoin you'd have to wait for bitcoin to come out though like you'd have to stay and live until bitcoin came out you could literally just buy real estate at 18 be like oh this is a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house i'll just buy it now well not where i lived at this time like Growing up, it was still crazy expensive in the Bay. And then when the market crashed, it actually went down. So, like, I sh- I would have to wait until, like, my second year of college and then buy a house. But that's best. That's good timing. So you have, like, six years to prepare for the housing crisis. There you go. To take advantage. And then, like, you could sleep with whatever high school boy you want to back then. You know what? I feel like, and controversial opinion. I, uh, well. Hmm. So he, you're stuck. Sexually, you're stuck because you... Can't sleep with adults that you're probably attracted to because you're a child in a child's body. I hate this premise for a movie. <laughs> you can't do what Peggy Sue does. You got to take the Michael J. Fox version where you're just like, I'm out. I'm not in this for that. Get off of me, mom. I feel like <laughs> if I had to go back, there's only like maybe one person in high school that I'd try and throw it at. Everybody else, I'm like, no, I do better than this as an adult later have a seat right over there Paige. i'm also a teenager in this scenario but not mentally whatever that just means she'll be good at it mikey thank you, you but you can do whatever you want on aol chat no judgment a s l please don't lie please don't lie 40 in my mind 18 in my body i hate i hate that mikey hate it a lot did not like hearing you say i know i know i don't like it (laughs) i actually did like the movie but i don't like that aspect of it i feel like i dodged high school bullets i don't think I missed out by not banging those people Oh man I know a lot of girls from my high school That missed out on a real bad time with me just gonna yeah, say I was that gonna right say, now. I was like, I don't think it's gonna <sighs> be a great a fact, time Paige. with any of so, them. So yeah, you're. I'm just saying, Paige. I'm sure you're right. Right. Because I was also a high school boy, and I was trash. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna get that trumpeter back this year. I'm back in time. <laughs> Eat a dick, Brig. I've been moistening my lips this whole time. <laughs> Actually, okay. For the record, I did talk shit about Brig. He was just a very egotistical trumpet player at my high school. Oh yeah, like all trumpet players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like a trumpet player thing. I actually liked him. He was a good guy. Oh, he's like the scream of trumpet players yeah my <laughs> high school girlfriend and i are like friends tangentially like we're friends online we didn't end badly you know like she went yeah, to college yeah. before me so like we just broke up but someone posted like a meme that was like if you've dated a boy in high school you may be entitled to compensation it was like <laughs> one of those little memes and then i saw i saw her respond to that being like oh been there so i responded <laughs> with 
I said I'm sorry. <laughs> and she like, she like laughed at it and she was like, no, you're fine now. Ugh. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to laugh at that. I'm going to laugh at that and not dig into it and just back away slowly. <laughs> if you're stuck back there, do you just like settle in or like I, I, it would be cool to go through like college with the confidence of like and knowing who i am yes, that i have now that's what i want like i don't need to fuck people but i want to go through college with the fat girl confidence i have now i would have cleaned the fuck up mm. just saying mm -hmm. i would i could say the same thing about me Paige. 100 i also would know like what hairstyles yep. and fashion to avoid yep. so i didn't get absolutely relentlessly roasted by my co-host for the rest of my life. It looks like you got some stuff to do when you go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I have an agenda unlike Peggy Sue. He's gonna he's gonna go back in time, Paige, and fall right back in love with those fashion styles. He's like, man, <laughs> look how long my hair is. I love this leather jacket. Let's go. I mean, I just want you like, early 2000s chubby ass page being like we're all doing crop tops and y'all can go fuck yourselves would be wild energy and i feel like i'm here for it i didn't even know those were real pictures todd i thought you asked ai to come up with your in the matrix version of yourself i mean the picture you show at the live show next to peewee herman from charmed or whatever it was, it was for i buffy. wish that was ai mikey <laughs> For buffy the vampire slayer yeah charmed it was a charming picture whatever i haven't seen either <laughs> Think how much time I could save by just being like, Game of Thrones, that show's gonna fucking suck in seven years. I'm not watching oh, it. Oh, Mikey, yes. I would have not invested my time into that. I'm not even gonna talk about this show with anybody. <laughs> I'm just not even gonna watch it. I'm just gonna stick to the books. And he's never gonna finish them. It's gonna end terribly. I would have been like, um, hey, that girl you had sort of a misconnection with in college, don't move across the country for her. Because she is still a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I'd fuck a bunch of college girls in college. I like barely talked to women in college back then. I bet you, if you went back with the confidence in like, you know, what you have now. Who you are. Yeah. Your personality now, you would fucking clean up in college. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would too. And honestly, I think it's because. You're right. I should go back to school. I do think that would be great for your dating life. Yeah. <laughs> go get a bachelor's in like physical therapy or whatever. Just so you can meet the former like high school cheerleaders that are looking for a, a husband. I was on that party bus last night. Tell me everything. It was three guys. Hell yeah, it was. It was four guys. Oh, you want to date with Rachel too? <laughs> right up. <laughs> there was like 20 women and they were younger and like one girl's like, I've never done a slutty Halloween. So this is my slutty Halloween costume. And I was like, that's cool. Good for you. I'm like, I'm just old, man. I'm just like dressed as fucking Wario dancing around and I'm old. But. The question on everyone's mind, Mikey, did Wario pull last night? No. Wario, like, pulled a muscle and had to go home early. <laughs> All right, you are getting old. Yeah, that's fair. The party bus was, like, two and a half hours. It was, like, super fun experience. And then they were like, let's go downtown. And I was like, you all have fun with that. I went for 10 minutes, and I was like, I hate this. I'm going home. Yeah. Okay, rant over. Let's go back in time and fuck our high school back friends. Back in time. But first we have to go to the actual reunion. And take your kid as a date because you're lame. No, I think that's a great idea. I thought that was very fun. She and Helen Hunt go. And honestly, like, it sounds like the affair breakup thing is relatively new because they are just getting divorced. They yeah. are not fully divorced. So it feels like that may have just been sprung on her like three weeks ago. Yeah. And so she wants to go, doesn't want to go alone. And Helen Hunt's like, fuck yeah, I'll roll with you, sis. Yeah. So she does. I, I thought it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. I was obsessed with her chrome leatherette dress. 
here for it. Fuck, that was dope, right? Give me one of those. I mean, it's it's very like 50s, 60s throwback, which is cool. I mean, that's what they're going for in this movie. Well, it's it's like 50s, 60s throwback style in an 80s material, which is what yeah. made it even better. I was here yeah, it's very cool. for that. It was like if Madonna was cosplaying as a 50s like high schooler. Yes, love it. But she kind of doesn't want to go because she's like, everybody's going to ask me about Johnny. And sure enough, the second she gets to the reunion, everybody's constantly asking her about Johnny. And the reunion really only serves to introduce us to everybody, right? Yes. So we meet Richard, who's now a millionaire because he invented a thing. We meet her friend who is, I guess, still kind of kind of hanging around Jim Carrey, who has medical grade cocaine. Well, he's a dentist, Paige. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I bet that's just ground up teeth and he's lying to her. <laughs> Hell yeah. That is the best drug to do if you haven't tried it. Grind up your teeth. Yo, yo, yo. That's what happens to meth users. They grind up their teeth and snort it. If you steal them from the tooth fairy, they do get you high. <laughs> that's why she buys them. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. The tooth fairy's a dealer. She buys the raw ingredients, cooks it, or, you know, uses her magic, and then, like, cocaine. Oof. That's where it comes from. Damn. I thought it was Medellin. Okay, cool. That's her name. <laughs> Medellin is the Tooth Fairy's actual first name. Wait, what? Because a, a lot of co cocaine comes through Medellin. Oh, I didn't. Isn't that where Pablo Escobar was? Look, we're, we're doing we're doing cartel we're doing cartel fairy uh, fairy godmother jokes right yeah, now. Yeah, okay? this is. Uh... Oh yeah, that was where Pablo Escobar was. You are correct. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Pablo Escobar was her favorite child because he <laughs> gave all of his teeth. <laughs> yeah, dude had like shark teeth, like three rows. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, collected teeth. Like that girl in what was it, Incantation, where she had too many fucking teeth? Ooh. Bitch, you got too many teeth in your <laughs> Bitch, mouth. You got too many teeth in your mouth. <laughs> you know, you need to go see the tooth fairy. Medellin, she'll set you straight. Set you straight. Right, let's get back into this fucking movie. Anyway, so she has to <laughs> just constantly explain to everyone that she's divorced or whatever. And they name like a reunion king and queen, and it's the millionaire guy and it's her. But it's very kind of he, the millionaire guy's like, all these people are fucking fake. And I was better off after high school, and you were the only person that was nice to me. And as she gets crowned, Nicolas Cage shows up. He's mad he's not the king. But all of it is too much, and she passes out or has a heart attack. We don't know until the end of the film. It's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Yeah, I think she dies. Or not dies, but pa she just passes out, and we watch her dream. No, time travel. She wakes up in 1960, giving blood on a blood drive where they hand her a Twinkie to, to bring her sugar back up. <laughs> I loved the way high schooler, senior, Nicolas Cage is introduced in this scene specifically because he comes in already being the most Nicolas Cage I've ever seen. Like, pretending he's Dracula. Yeah. Like, going across this, uh, you know, blood drive and then, like, tries to bite her on the neck and then... You know, steals her Twinkie. You know, regular high school boyfriend shit. In, I feel like this scene does a lot to establish him as the worst immediately. The worst. Immediately in this movie. Are you sure the racist commercial didn't get us there? Oh, no. that's <laughs> Here's the thing. We knew he was terrible as an adult. But one would hope that as a kid, maybe he's not terrible yet. But this is like, nah, it started early. <laughs> he's the worst. And he's the person she ends up with 
twice oh. in this movie. Johnny's got his hand. Johnny's got his blood. <laughs> I want to suck your blood and I've got your Twinkie. That's what his voice sounds like the entire movie. Honestly, and that high, like that pitch. It's yeah. like that high pitch. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Today's secret word is Ouroboros. Like that's what it is because that's also <laughs> what this movie is. It's just a loop. It's a time loop. Yeah. Anyway. So she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? I'm back in the 1960s. And they take her to the school nurse and then take her home. And this is where I started to cry because she comes home and she's like, oh, my God, mom. And one would assume she's in her 40s. We haven't seen her. So maybe her mom is dead or not. Who knows? Or she could be suffering from dementia. It does seem like there's something that has disconnected the mother daughter relationship for Peggy Sue. Yeah. At least by the way she like greets her mother. And it was super like. It is sad. Kathleen Turner does a great job in this crazy movie. Yes. Well, it also would be fun to see your parents young again. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, because you don't get to enjoy, the, I mean, they were basically our age when we were kids. And so, like, yeah, that would be so fun. My favorite was a couple weeks ago, uh, my sister posted a picture of my parents at about my age, give or take. And... Andrea Gazetta was like, when did Paige take this photo? <laughs> she was like, it looks <laughs> like you. And I was like, freaky, right? And she's like, yes, terrifying. That's what happens. That's what happens. Anyway, she goes to kind of lay down, but she's greeted by her sister. Now, we never met her sister in the old times, but she hugs her sister as if her sister has died. And she is finally getting to see her. We don't know what happened. Like, that's the kind of thing that like this movie doesn't include it. But it kind of like suggests it to the point where she's like, I wish I would have spent more time with you. I'm so sad. Like, yeah, it's brutal. I didn't realize you were a gift I wouldn't get to keep. Ugh. Such a good line. But Such also a, a Nick line. Cage movie, right? That was Moonstruck. That Moonstruck yeah. is full of good lines. I like, know. Just in general. But I didn't realize it was a gift I wouldn't get to keep. It's just, ah. Cher's got her Oscar. Cher's got her dress. <laughs> Cher's got her Grammy and Cher's got her Oscar. She's got everything. She got everything. Yeah. We cut to them watching Dion and the Belmonts on TV. Now, Dion and the Belmonts will be a huge thing in this movie. And I, very familiar, we listened to Dion and the Belmonts in my house growing up. Either of you? Mm -mm. I didn't think so. I mean, I recognize the songs, okay. but I don't think I ever recognized them as Dion and the Belmonts until later in life. Like, when I was getting more into like music, yeah, uh, like in college, like when I was getting to like all kinds of music, trying to just consume as much as I could. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Dion and the Bell. Well, I'm a big Dion fan. Dion and the Belmonts is cool, but his solo work is w when he does like Run Around Sue, like that's the business or whatever. Yeah. And I was like watching this and I was like, I don't know if Mike and Todd are going to know who they are. And I went to Google Dion and the Belmonts and found their real names. And I was like. Oh, these are the most Italian names I've ever read. <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand why we listen to this in my house now. <laughs> One guy's last name is Mastrangelo. <laughs> Yo, have you ever had a nice Mastrangelo soup though, Paige? <laughs> oh yeah, with the with the with the little beans. Oh, you should try my mother's Mastrangelo. <laughs> yeah, don't compare. Don't compare. Anyway, yeah, a lot of Dion and the Belmonts. It becomes kind of a through line. And it's implied later on that, like, that's the kind of band that Nick Cage wants to have. And he just doesn't realize that that type of music is about to go violently out of style in less than five years. Well, yeah, because the Beatles. And she tries. She tries. To 
write him a Beatles song and uh, he destroys it. I changed the yeah yes to the ooh oohs and I was like, wow, that really does ruin that song. She loves you, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because it sounds like you're saying ooh, like it's gross. It's, you know? it's real gross. So dumb. It's real but gross. then the guy who wrote yesterday was like, hey, do you guys remember that little tiny bit and Peggy, <laughs> um, Sue, got Peggy married? Sue got married? I'm going to write a whole damn movie about that and make it a hit. I still have not seen that movie. I refuse, honestly. That makes sense because you don't like the Beatles that's fine I like I probably like every Beatles song that would be in that movie probably yeah uh, I just don't want to go to the theater with people who love the Beatles you know what I'm saying like I feel like people pick their sp- I I love various Beatles songs but that doesn't mean I can't look at others and be like guys what were we doing here <laughs> like I know we were fighting and on tons of drugs but like Come on. Uh, but Yesterday is one of those songs that I think is beautiful no matter what. Like, there Same. are some Beatles songs that are truly beautiful. Yeah. Beatles early stuff slaps. That Beatles early stuff is my favorite stuff, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a Beatles person early up through Rubber Soul. Uh, I think Rubber yeah, Soul is yeah, yeah. one of their best albums. Yeah. White album, I, I pick and choose. Yeah. You know, after that point, I'm like, eh, some stuff, some stuff. Not all stuff. Anyway, but yeah, that movie is basically this movie. So, well, that that movie is basically that one part of this movie. I don't think that that writer really ripped it off for the record. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, of of course. Well, this is every time. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Everything derives from somewhere. Yeah. Their mom comes through and tells them that they're having shit on a shingle for dinner. And I was like, oh, oh." have you ever had shit on a shingle, guys? It's so fucking good. Jake loves it because he grew up (laughs) eating it. I can't. It is not my favorite, but I have had it before. It's not my fave, though. And it's a big, it's a big uh, World War II vets thing. They have a lot. Over, yeah, so the person who made it for me was a World War II vet. The last time I had it, I think I was literally 11 years old at my friend Kevin's house, and his granddad was like old, old enough to have to live with his daughter, yeah, Kevin's mom. And he like he told us like he was in Bastogne. He was like telling us like these horror stories oh, oh, as fuck. he was making a shit on a shingle. It is a formative memory. I do not care for it. No, my, yeah, both my grandparents would cook them. Yeah, I, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, Jake, he he had a his mom obviously lived with his grandparents as well, but his grandparents kind of were there while he was growing up the whole time, and they used to make shit on a shingle all the time. And so he's like, every once in a while, you get kind of like a weird craving for it, and I'm like. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's what Kevin's granddad said. Yeah. He was like, I, I recognize that it's does it's not good. But it's like it was a formative meal for me, so I like to return to it sometimes. I was like, okay. So my version of this in our home, because I obviously cook, right? I, I like I am a good cook, known for being so. And I love craft mac and cheese, just like out of the box. <laughs> yeah. I love that you started off this with like what is conservatively a huge brag on yourself and then you. brought in like about how how a gr- you're a great cook and having experienced it you're right but yeah and then you mentioned like craft mac and cheese which I think is the opposite of what I just thought that was a very fun dichotomy <laughs> it, but yeah that's what I mean I, I love craft mac and cheese it is a comfort food for me I will eat it at any opportunity I fucking love craft mac and cheese yeah and Jake multiple times has been like you make amazing mac and cheese why <laughs> and i'm like because sometimes i don't want to do all of it and i consider this a different food even though it's not a different food it is a different flavor though for sure yeah yeah but oh i fucking love me some crab mac and cheese. yeah well yeah like nostalgia meals are good yeah, yeah I'll, I'll occasionally go back and have like ramen you know 
because that's like all I could afford to eat in school. Or cook stuff that your parents cooked for you a lot and like warm and fuzzy memories. Yeah. That well, that's why we make weenie stew all the time. Mm-hmm. We love weenie stew. It's stew with hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I broke down the code page. My weenie stew. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I broil artichokes a lot and dip the leaves in butter and like scrape them and oh, do yeah. the hearts and uh, whatever. Because uh, even before my parents divorced, every Saturday night, one weekend night, they would grill steaks and we'd do artichokes as like appetizer. And it was like the family bonding time. That's awesome, man. And then I would watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh, at yeah. nine. Nice. I get it. That's it's, awesome. it's surprising to me because I didn't realize artichokes were that popular at that time in places that didn't grow them. That was Yeah, that was a thing in the South. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because we did it here in Nashville, too. Yeah, we would broil them and dip. dip scrape the, I still do it. I, lo- I love it, man. I can cook a mean artichoke. Well, that's my man catcher dip is artichoke, garlic artichoke dip. That would work. In a sourdough bread bowl that you then I bake. Get, oh, now I really get why it's called that. Yeah, that would work. I love all things artichoke. Yeah. I could probably go vegetarian if I, like, had access to unlimited artichokes. You hear that, ladies? Mikey's not afraid to artichoke. You know what I'm saying? Wait, but I, I can still use butter, right? Well, yeah, if you're sure. vegetarian, not vegan. Yeah, because if you're yeah, vegan, no. you couldn't use butter. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fart cold or whatever. <laughs> God damn it. We're never going to get through this fucking movie. We got to go. We gotta, it's been a weird morning. I'm so sorry. Big, big vegan's been trying to use this new talking point about carbon footprints. Like they have a smaller carbon footprint or whatever. Does being vegan make your feet small? Yeah, or their farts smaller. I don't understand. Anyway, we got we to gotta move on because it's we've been recording an hour or two scenes into this movie. <laughs> Anyway, her dad shows up in a new car. Which I think it must have been a car that was like notoriously shitty in the 60s or whatever. I missed the reverence. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I didn't get it. It's not a car brand I've ever heard of, though. Right. So it probably was. That's the joke of it. Right. Well, it's kind of like in in Wedding Singer when he shows up in a DeLorean and he's just like, I got it brand new off the lot. Yes. (laughs) Okay, but like DeLorean slap. I looked up how much DeLoreans are today. They're hard to find because there's a limited amount of them because cocaine. They make some new ones, but there's a limited every year they make. Yeah. And they're $55,000. Oh, that's way that's more it? affordable than I thought. Why'd you buy a Bronco? You should have bought a fucking DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, you. Well, actually, I know for a fact because I did the rude thing when Mikey drove over here. And I, I, when I sat in his car, I was like, how much was this? Because it's nice. <laughs> I love that car. But I know for a fact it's less than that. Okay, but like a DeLorean, though. I would have gone DeLorean, right? But I mean... Mikey's a bigger guy. He needs more space. I get. Yeah. It. Well, first off, I'm not. I don't want to look like the juggernaut going down the street. But also, <laughs> if you're going, if you're going DeLorean, that's just the base cost. Like I'm oh, gonna. Oh, you want to trick it out? You it. want the flux capacitor? A hundred percent. You need the Mister Mister Fusion on the back. You need you need all of the Back yes. to the Future Part Two. You want like a tricked out DeLorean? See, I just yes. want, I want an '80s base model DeLorean as like a bit. <laughs> just yeah. like like no suicide doors always buy an out of time license plate yeah also the uh the suicide doors i, I don't I, I would hit so many things well that's okay <laughs> so there are some teslas that have them yeah and it's really rough if you if you drive uber in a tesla like that because sometimes you can't pull up too close to the curb if the curb's too high <laughs> you can't <open> the door. <laughs> it's hilarious i've i've seen so like Every once in a while, you just see someone on the side of the road, like trying to chance it and open the door and not hit tree branches and stuff. And I'm like, this is hysterical. <laughs> it should have died with the 80s. Same with Elon. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So she, 
<laughs> she is like she's drinking and she's just like i'm gonna go discover the beatles fuck it i'm back in time i'm gonna do whatever i want yeah fuck <laughs> all of it i do love that she is currently a 17 year old girl drinking like her dad's scotch yeah it is like wildly inappropriate which is funny but loved it. Well, I, lo- I love these. Like, if you've been drinking, she's like, I had a rough day. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like, imagine if your teen- teenager was like, it's been a rough one. I just needed to tie one on. I was your age this morning, dad. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But and, and they ask her, they're like, did you and Charlie have a fight? And she's like, yeah, about house payments. <laughs> anyway, he comes to pick her up to go to school the next day. We, we've cut to the next day. And he's like. Yeah, I've been thinking about a lot a lot of like when I asked if we could see other people, please don't start crying again. And so you're like, oh, he's full trash already. I mean, he tried to break up with her a week ago and it didn't hold is what it sounds like. Yeah. Which also, if you think about what happens later in this movie when she tries to have sex with him and he turns her down and then he gets mad at her because a week before he tried. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so like on the same day is when he brought up seeing other people. Right. Ugh. So like she wouldn't have sex with him. He was like, we should see other people. And she cried. So they tabled the conversation until today. Right. And after doing all that like hard work that Johnny has done, I don't even know his name in this character or in this movie, but you know, Charlie. whatever. Charlie, all that manipulation that Charlie has done up to this point is not paying off anymore because she is now the 43 year old version of herself. Oh, yeah. I love so it. So she's like, yeah, we should totally see other people. And he's like, Wait, what is happening? I've been meaning to fuck that poet over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how it backfires so spectacularly for him because he <laughs> is the worst. Were you like that in high school? Because like I was not. No, I wasn't a forty-three-year-old lady in high school. I was like, if you gray, if you accidentally graced my private part, I was like, I'm in love with you until the end of time. Oh, well, I I feel like <laughs> oddly enough, I've I've met more people like this now than back then. Where I have met so many dudes that are like. We should see other people. And you're like, okay. And they're like, I didn't mean you. <laughs> like, I meant I should see other that, people but, and but you Paige, should stick around. Both of the dudes she fucks in this movie say that to her. What The poet is like, let's move to Utah because polygamy's legal. <laughs> right. Which, spoiler alert, it's not and wasn't at the time because yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely practice at this time there for sure. Well, I have some concerns about that situation in general because it would seem that the woman that they're going to move to the commune to is older but has been in contact with him, a younger person. I feel like that's a grooming scenario that's bad in general. Yeah, he's a poet. Like, yeah, like, a, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, no, hey, we, we like poets. <laughs> I think he... I don't know if he would be mad with her seeing other people, but I do love that he says we oh, the should... Poet? Yeah, he's like, we should merge. To- yeah, maybe he's just like polyamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That that could be. We should merge together at least one more time. <laughs> yes, I thought that, that shit was so funny. Which, like, I've been a teenage boy. Like, I get it. Like, you, you're definitely going to be like, but we could do it one last one time, last right? One last time, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't. I don't do that as an adult. Much. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was, like, very telling, and I loved it. Uh, but, yeah. But, but Nicolas Cage and the poet are both like, I want to see other people, but I don't want you to see other people necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the poet was like, I want you to raise chickens for me while I write. Yeah, you two raise chickens while I write. Literally, that is what he said. Uh-huh. He <laughs> described literally the worst life 
And he's like confused. She didn't want to well, take it's, it. It's a sixties commune. <laughs> it's like it's a commune. No, it's you. He said. He said like we're gonna go to Utah where polygamy is. No, legal. I know. But it, it, what he is suggesting is a commune. Yeah. The second someone says commune, fucking run. <laughs> like to that commune, no. it's gonna be great. Because here's what happened. Here is I can predict what happened to him from 1960 to 1985 when he d- dedicates that book to her. He spent some time on the commune and was like. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. And then went to college, right? Where he then got a job as a professor giving LSD to his students. That checks out. And is probably still a professor and published author with a fair amount of money and an old Victorian house in San Francisco. Like, that's who he is. He turns out okay, but the commune years, you don't want to be there for those. You want to be the smart grad student that he meets when he's a professor that he then marries and they start some sort of foundation together for underprivileged writers like that's what happens <laughs> you don't settle down with the commune you commutrist i'm a commutrist uh... i mean i get the joke i just don't know that i love it the joke was supposed to be shared by all of us and you were supposed to improve it <laughs> shared equally <laughs> might be by all of us our labor and gifts equitable division <laughs> yeah. of the jokes Seize the means of joke production. Yeah. Joke duction. Fucking capitalist. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, she goes to school. She's supposed to take a test. She didn't study for it, obviously, because she time traveled. And she just doodles. And the guy's like, what is this? And she's like, oh, I'm never going to use algebra. And I can tell you that for a fact from the future. And I'm just like, same bitch. Yes. I mean, okay. So much of what you learn in high school, you're not using in the future. Like that is just a part of high school and even college to some extent. You're learning how to learn things. You're not learning to like remember when Waterloo happened. You know what I'm saying? Like you're learning the practice of how to learn. You'd be surprised how much the like history shit I had to learn comes in handy day to day. Given my. Well, okay, but that's because you're. My thing. Yeah, yeah. But that and economics i had a really good economics teacher all right you know that's like the one that i'm like that guy now like okay i kind of understand but yeah history and economics and sometimes french but not so much the the math except for geometry i use geometry all the time and that's the one math i was good at that's the one math i was good at Paige. i feel like i should have taken stats i would have fucking crushed stats i think yeah oh i crushed stats research stats is the only a i made in math from ninth grade on. Yeah, geometry is the only A I made in math from ninth grade on. Anyway, so there's now strange rumors around the school that she is not with John or not with Charlie. And then she goes to talk to Richard and Richard's like, OK, fine. But like, I don't fucking know you. We're not friends. So like it'll be after rocket class or whatever. Rocket club meeting. <laughs> it was. I think it was racket club. I don't think oh, it was racket cl- club. I thought he was. I was <laughs> picturing him. Paige. Yeah, he might be like a young James Parsons. I don't know. Or Jack, yeah, Jack Parsons. Parsons. I was like, yeah, ooh, so like, if he's young Jack Parsons. Um, get into the sex magic. Get out before the explosion. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. We can make an elemental baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh 
Oh my God, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for Factor Meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up, just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef-ready. Re I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So <laughs> she meets up with him and he's like, I'm writing a book. And she's like, yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, I'm from the future. And he's like, time is kind of like a burrito. And I was like, oh. And this is when I paused the movie to go eat the burrito that I had in the <laughs> fridge. So, you know, I did that. Uh, but she basically is like, here's what I like. Your grandfather's blind. You're going to create a device that helps him read. Well, like, it reads books to blind people. Reads books to blind people, a.k.a. Alexa. And <laughs> so he's like, OK, so you're from the future. Like, what are you doing? And she's just like, I don't know. I got to fix something. But here's a list of inventions you should try to invent to make a bunch of money, which wouldn't that ruin the invention? Because what if it was supposed to be invented by somebody else and he doesn't do it as well? Well, in Mikey's reading of this movie, yeah, she goes back because he did invent those things so she had to give him those ideas to invent she planted the ideas yeah so that he would have invented those things for her to go back in time it's yeah. a whole big loop like it's yeah she's required it. to do that but Weird. he didn't invent all those things i think in her timeline he did no no even in the original timeline he didn't he had written a book and he had invented a mi a microchip it doesn't say what kind fair enough he didn't invent like walkmans or whatever you mean walk a man's walk a man's and <laughs> And pantyhose. I, I don't, what is that? A Pac-Man? Uh, like walk -a, walk -a, walk -a, walk -a. It's 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 a Walkman that just plays Pac-Man noises. It's a it's a it's a step counter that just makes the walk a walk -a noise as you walk or run outside. Take my fucking money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys doing the Miss Pac-Man 5K? And then when you like throw up, it's like. <laughs> and they just throw fruit at you as you do it. I liked that she asked about pantyhose because that's one that you wouldn't normally think of, but does revolutionize not just the women's apparel industry, but also a lot of like 
space and scientific industries because a lot of the things that were originally created for high power synthetic metals or synthetic fabrics used in like defense, space travel, whatever, end up in women's apparel. And so it's kind of like they don't go into it in this movie, but it's also why in Mad Men, one of Peggy's first accounts is pantyhose. So like, I I just love that that's around this time and people don't realize how influential those kinds of materials are going to be. But anyway. I mean, this is at a time where you could be like, hey man, we might should invest in plastic. You know, like that, because that was like such a new thing, right? Um, yeah. Yes, because in The Graduate 1964, he gives them, he gives him that, I believe it's 64. Either way, I mean, it's just like plastic is now such a ubiquitous part of our life. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. 1967 in The Graduate, he tells him to invest in plastics. They could have invested in the Wonder Bra. They could have made the Wonder Bra, like the, mm, you know, mm-hmm. padded underwire bra of today that did not exist at the time. Like, there's so many things they could have invented. Anyway, so uh, she goes home and her mom is making Rice Krispie Squares. Very fun. And her mom, I, I do love that her mom is like, I'm voting for the Democrats, which is Kennedy, basically. But she, at this point, her grandma calls and she gets very emotionally affected when talking to her grandma on the phone. Yeah. I think because I'm sure her grandma is dead in present day. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, she's like, I haven't had the chance to talk to them in years. And this will set up her going to talk to them again later. But this is where her mom is just like, is Charlie pressuring you? Do you know what a penis is? Stay away from it. And I'm like, decent (laughs) advice. (laughs) Anyway, Charlie shows up to take her to a party, which I guess the Rice Krispie Treats were for. Do you guys want to know some weird Rice Krispie Treats facts? Yes. Okay. Crackle Crackle went to jail in the 80s. Yeah. Did you guys know that? He had a really big crackle problem. Yeah. Because of mandatory minimums, his name alone got him twice the length of sentence. I got it. It didn't happen to the elf named Cocainal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I got you. He only got four days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about Rice Krispie Treats for like a second. Let's talk about Krispie treats. treats. Let's talk about you and me. This is my personal seasonal nerdery because this is the time of year I make a lot of candy. And people don't think of Rice Krispie Treats as candy but you actually have to go through a candy process to make them. So currently, most people make Rice Krispie Treats with jet-puffed marshmallows, which were introduced in 1958, two years before this like time period in the movie. Yeah, so this would have been like a brand new treat at Except the time. Except it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. Because before that, people actually used to make Rice Krispie Treats with corn syrup and or sugar and basically create a kind of candy like amalgam which is basically marshmallows are basically just sugar <laughs> they're largely sugar and gelatin yeah so sugar and gelatin were things that people had right because jello and everything exists so they would use sugar and gelatin just to do it to coagulate it and then mix the rice krispies in and press them into a pan sure so jet puffed marshmallows are just the quicker way to do it so around this time there's also a thing called fantasy fudge okay that comes out around the same time that also uses marshmallows and chocolate but the marshmallows are just a shorthand to avoid the candy making process and to more quickly create fudge but this is a really unique point in time in like candy making because of marshmallows because of the introduction it was a more easy way for everyday cooks who maybe weren't the best cooks to successfully make candy style products and what predates rice krispie treats at the time are something called scotcheroos 
which I made last Christmas, but it's basically you make a butterscotch, but then add the Rice Krispie treats and then have chocolate on top. Oh, I would. Because you didn't use marshmallows at the time and you usually add peanut butter too. So it's like a nutty chocolate. Oh shit, that's the last flavor I wanted. Damn it. That sounds so good. I actually (laughs) don't love Rice Krispie treats, but I think I'd love that. I love them with other cereals. Like I, I find them to be a very like complimentary yeah i think you can yes. use the process to do all kinds of things and i do love that but i this time of year i nerd out on candy uh and so that's that's one of my personal nerderies you're welcome thank you for coming to pages cookware corner anyway <laughs> so her dad sits charlie down to be like are you fucking my daughter but like not in as many words <laughs> he's like there's a circle of trust anyway she doesn't want to go to the party but she agrees to because her mom is like hey this is the best time of your life. Like, go have fun. Like, you're a teenager. We're not really supervising you. So, like, enjoy that, I guess. Have fun. I thought it was pretty crazy that she said, this is the best time in your life. Like, high school was definitely not the best time in my life. No. In fact, I will rank it as not a top 10 moment for me. No. Same. No. The only time that was worse than high school was middle school. Mm, I think for me, there was a time in my, like, early to mid 20s that was worse than high school but i would say now is probably the best time same right now kind of rocks most of the time i finally have cool clothes that fits i have disposable (laughs) income i have a house i have a hot husband i can cook things whenever i want and like don't get me wrong the world is dying and that sucks but for me right now great pretty okay yeah same most of my stuff's pretty good i'm trying to rebalance my life but like, you know, I've, I dove into work. I'm in therapy to try to like not put everything into work. There you go. Good. I have no personal life because maybe I have not left space for it. Ooh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, they get to the party and I do love that one of the other girls at the party is like, we're planning our wedding and we've got ushers and bridesmaids and I think our colors were pink and green. I was like, my colors were pink and green. <laughs> it's not a competition, Paige. No, but I did get married in a wedding venue that was built basically at this time. Of course. Like in the early 60s. So You're pink and green. With this time period. What's up? I love this time period. It's so great. I know. I mean, it's not great. It's not great for women or people of color, but crazy food but the styles are cool the, the styles fa- you know, are like cool. that kind of stuff yeah like i could give a ted talk on form and function from this time period but we we don't have time i also don't have a big circular red carpet so we can't do that can't do it uh but we do get to see nicholas cage and his friends and their band sing and they clearly are trying to be dion and the belmonts like that's what oh, they're yeah. trying to be yeah what broke my heart about that scene though is right as they get introduced the guy says They've been working on this for four weeks in this guy's garage Mm -hmm. and they come out and don't nail it. I was like, guys, what were you doing for the past four weeks in the garage? Like this performance could have taken an hour to like warm, like to, to learn. Well, especially because it's a song that they know. Yeah. Like, I will say, working out the harmonies with different people, different people pick it up faster than others. <laughs> I could have seen a week. I could have seen them working on it for a week. Sure. <laughs> Four weeks. That's a lot of time. I'm just saying that Nicolas Cage should not have been as shocked when the music producer guy turns him down. I do think his performance is better there. It is. With that it band. Is. You know, like, but he, hey, you know what? So many people want to be famous want to be artists and sometimes it's not talent or hard work or anything sometimes it is luck and it is just what happens it doesn't happen for everybody and it's a tough reality but you know yeah 
But also, like, they had to make those musical note button downs. Love it. In their, in their like, outfits. So that could have taken a while. So you think they were in the garage, like, them personally making their outfits 100%. and everything? Like, I yes. love that reading of it. I love it so much. A hundred. Or their moms did. Yeah. Can I spoil a future movie? Sure. This is also a plot point in Greece too. Where they have a band that is not better, by the way. <laughs> like, it's maybe a little better. How could it be, Paige? And it is played for mockery. <laughs> and I do kind of love it because the song is crazy. Anyway, but they're okay. They're, it's fun for the people there, which I think is one of those things where like... Yeah, they enjoy it. Yeah, like when somebody in, a, in high school has a band that's like halfway good, that's fun. Oh. Paige, I played a shitload of high school like parties and stuff when I was in high school because I had a band. Yeah. And we were really trash. Like we were bad. So yeah. like he's doing way better than I was at the time, is all I'm saying. Absolutely. So she seems to fall back in love with him that night, which I don't understand. Oh, I don't understand either. But I also was never a data band guy. So maybe it's just something that's not for me. First off, Paige, as a former band guy, that is excellent advice. Thank you. Um, but I don't understand her motivation for almost anything in this movie. Yeah. From the point she goes back in time to the point she goes out of that, you know, high school stage. Right. Right. I just don't I don't understand why she's doing anything, really. Yeah. No idea. But. They end up making out. They get in a car. He goes to drive her home and they're making out in the car. And she's like, let's fuck. And he's like, what? Whoa. <laughs> he literally says, you mean like intercourse? Intercourse. This is how I would have reacted in high school. I'd be like, oh, my God. OK. Eject. <laughs> in my mind, the first time she talks to the nerd who she makes a billionaire over the course of this movie. Sure. In my mind, I was like Kathleen Turner talking to this guy. He would be so hard just like talking like the most popular girl in school coming and like giving you attention on that level. He would be so turned on by that. Yeah. But yeah, Nicolas Cage is definitely filling his pants, Mikey, for yeah. sure. His With his thrill hammer. <laughs> you mean his Huang? Yeah. Huang. He is making all the absolutely incorrect but somehow perfect choices in every scene. Now, I'm not some Romeo. I had to go through a lot of this to get where I am today, you know? Like, the first girl who, like, grazed it, I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> Kathleen Turner, how dare you? <laughs> are you touching my penis? My hoing? <laughs> my hoing? But this is the problem, going back in time with, like, 45-year-old knowledge. Well, and but my what I did not love is that he then is like, get out. You really knew how to spoil the mood. Like, instead of having a conversation about it, he's just like, you ruined it. Also, he wanted to have sex a week ago. Yeah. Like, I don't buy that this is how this would have played out. No, I think he's manipulating her. Because if she was like, hey, do you want to have sex? Boom, they'd be having sex. Right. Nicolas Cage is just doing this because he's like a bad dude. Yeah. And he wants to like, Hold one over her head or whatever. Absolutely. Which is why they shouldn't end up together. <laughs> I know. He has not changed at all by the end of this movie. Not even a little bit. But also, like, what would the message be if you went back in time and changed your current partner to be better? That's why I wanted her to end up with somebody else. Yeah. It's a little weird. Like, here's four things I don't like about you. I'm going to go traumatize your childhood to change them. Here's what I'll say. Here's the one place where I, I think it works. Uh, have you both seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once? Uh-huh. No. Where it's not necessarily a case of the partner not being great as much as someone losing perspective on the things that make their partner great. And so at one point in one of the many, many lives, 
he says to her like and it's a life where they're famous movie stars because that always has to happen in time travel stuff right now apparently he turns to her and just says in another life i would have been perfectly happy just doing laundry and taxes with you and it's this moment of perspective of it didn't matter what they were doing they had each other's back they're a team and that's what's the most important for them and so like that's a version of it that I could see like you end up with the same person because it gives you new perspective on who they were. But I feel like this movie goes out of its way to be like, Nicolas Cage is a monster. I know. <laughs> the entire movie. They never convince me that he's not a total shitbird. Like, no, and they end up together. So at the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, this is like maybe the saddest ending. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But so she leaves after he drives away and she's walking past a place called the donut hole, uh, which seems to be donuts and coffee. Yeah. And so, and it's like night. So she's like, hell yeah. Coffee sounds great. Well, because she's also she's a grown up yeah. and she probably hasn't had coffee in like two days. Like when she was drinking coffee, I was like, oh, right. Grown up. <laughs> like, like <laughs> She probably needs this. When she pours the bourbon after the long day, it is like, yeah. I had a hard day. I was like at the very beginning. Yeah, I had a hard day. <laughs> but so she grabs coffee and a donut and sits down with him and is like, the poet. hey, I actually really liked with the poet. I liked what you said about Hemingway. And he has, I think, a really I like that he has a point of view and you kind of see where he's very much aligned with the literature of the day. Yeah. Where you're like, aha, you're one of those. But I think what she wants out of him is someone who thinks through things like she sees Nicolas Cage as being very surface and him being very deep. You know, it's not perfect, but it's her kind of on the backswing from what Nicolas Cage is. Yeah, I can see that because it is like hyper the opposite of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear high school boys, I think people who think through things. Exactly. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. But also, this is about to be the counterculture movement, which he clearly will be involved in. So, like, you know, maybe he's got a little more going on upstairs than most. For sure he does. Anyway, we do see one of Peggy Sue's friend couples making out while driving, which you can't really do in cars now because you've got the console in the middle. But the cars back then, it was like... Yeah, you didn't even need seatbelts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no seatbelts. Just giant bench where you can make out and drive at the same time. Well, back then, I only dated giant benches. <laughs> oh, my God. I like to picture that Mikey was just humping benches. <laughs> Did you, I sent you that reel of that woman who was turned on by that fence. I don't remember this at all. But I don't watch every reel you send me because you send you me roughly 20 a day. <laughs> so I have to pick my spots. I know who I've become. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also don't think I saw that real, but I love you, Mikey. Yeah, I don't remember this one. I, I'll, find, I don't. I'll find it and send it y'all again, but then I'll message you and be like, this is the one. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because it's like you. she's just like looking at this fence and she's like, Yeah, I am turned on by this fence. And it's like it, it's like a clip from like My Strange Addiction or something. Yeah. You're in there, right, Paige? I, I mean, oh, My Strange Addiction is one of the like it's a guilty pleasure that even when I like watch it, I'm like, I should this is I shouldn't be TLC is exploiting these people anyway, but those making out friends see her and the poet on the bike. Yeah. And they're just like, why is she hanging out with that commie beatnik? And I was like, cause it beats hanging out with y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all seem boring as shit. Fascists. <laughs> I don't know what I would do in the sixties. I think I would nail it. I'd be like, guys, we should definitely not do this Vietnam thing. 
Oh yeah, They're, I mean for sure. I don't feel like they'd listen to me because oh. in the '60s they were like, "She's a woman; she can't even have her own bank account." But like you, sure. For me, I'm like, "What if I did less Jello desserts and baked things that people wanted to actually eat?" I bet I'd be the '60s Martha Stewart, and I could fucking nail it. I'd be like, "So you just you if you get your name drawn, you have to go to war." Yeah, pretty much. Unless you love Canada. I think that's how it should be today. I think more people would really have a lot more political discourse about our actions if the draft was still like a thing. I think, well, I think it wouldn't apply equally just like last time. I feel like rich people and their kids would not have to experience the problems and poor people would be overwhelmingly sent to die. And so not a fan. You mean like the way it is now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least now we have an all volunteer <laughs> army. Yeah. It's just they they go to get education incentives or just a, a job, you sure. know. So it it's a little bit different than drafting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think that the people who would need to have that discourse would be the people affected. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it makes sense why people cared so much cuz like r- apathy is a huge thing right now or like has been for the last at least since I've been an adult. I think apathy is dying away. Well, and I think it's it's a byproduct of not feeling represented. Voter turnout would disagree. Depending on which age bracket. There's never been a presidential election that had more votes than the most recent the one. The last one. Yeah, but it's still, there was still only like a 40% turnout. I know. Yeah, but it hasn't ever been better than that necessarily. Yeah. But also, I feel like a lot of people's patriotism at the time was based on lies. Yeah. Like they didn't know what the country was was doing they didn't know what the government was they didn't know we'd brought nazi scientists over to experiment on our own soldiers like you know there's a reason for apathy it's because representation has not been equitable or honest and so i think that's why a lot of people don't care and don't trust the government and you know what the government has earned all the distrust it gets damn in 1876 83 percent of all voters voted so all the white landowners that were men voted yeah anyway so she and the poet drive out to somewhere on the outskirts of town where they can look at the stars and smoke weed and have a real strange conversation that includes the the words rat puke yeah i do love that she's like no more rat puke write something beautiful and i would hope that he did that (laughs) at some point but you know what artists gonna experiment yeah you gotta feel out and find your voice you know yeah i get it Yeah, yeah yeah um but it is implied heavily that they have sex that night okay we don't see it you're right yeah i think they did like i i I think they did too they definitely did yeah 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 i think they did i do there is a continuity error here where he unbuttons her dress and then lays her down and it was clearly another take and he couldn't get the dress unbuttoned and so it's buttoned all the way back up again Oh, (laughs) and he's like trying to work his way down that's very funny yeah (laughs) yes but they even though they are different people they have what i would say is interesting conversation and they they get down good for them yeah but we cut to the next day where she goes to talk to charlie i think to like maybe formally break up with him and just be like i hate i don't think it's gonna be that guy but it's definitely not you like whatever but instead he just kind of derails it and is like nothing matters because i love you and i was like oh that's not really mm." i still think they are 
broken up at this point. I mean, Same. like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They had a conversation about seeing other people, and it was agreed that they would see other people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because she, he says in that scene, this is the beginning of the movie again, but like he says, you know, in five weeks when we graduate or whatever, let's just break up at that point. And she's like, why wait? Let's do it now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the right <laughs> call in that situation. I don't want to be like someone's. Well, I guess you're fine for like while I'm here or whatever, but right, when I'm right. not here, you know. Well, and his whole plan was like. I need three years to make it in the music industry. <laughs> and I was like, enjoy those three years, man. You're going to be right where you start. <laughs> but it would have been easier back then, right? Not necessarily, no. Especially if you're not in like a hub. But there's also something that happens then that is not as prevalent now is you could probably make a lot more money as a live performance musician back then than you can now without being famous, right? Yeah. Like you can get jobs at clubs or whatever. But it still wasn't great money. And to break through into something that would be famous, you still had to get on television or any number of things or sign a record contract that was very likely predatory and you would see almost none of those residuals. So like, even if he did, he probably wouldn't have seen a ton of that money and it's unlikely that he would have done it in three years. This is why I love the movie That Thing You Do because it is a great movie about a great band that still doesn't make it. Yeah. But you're okay with it at the end. Like it's still just a good movie. But yeah, I don't, I think his three years is delusional. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. He's in high school. Yeah. But we cut to her hanging out with the future billionaire, future inventor. And this is where she's like jogging shoes. Like those are going to be huge, like microwave ovens, calculators. And she's telling them all about this. Now, fun fact They had a version of what would eventually become a microwave oven that's more like a fast pressure toaster oven at the time. But microwaves, as we understand them, would not come out for another few years. But this is where she stops in on pantyhose, which I'll burn a fun fact here. I'll talk about it more in fun facts was a an alternate plot line that gets cut where she was supposed to invent pantyhose and we only get the couple scenes left in the movie. Okay. anyway, her friends come over And they're like, what happened with the poet? And she's just like, oh, we boned it down. What? And her friend is like, no, you were supposed to marry Charlie and we all get married and we all live on the same street. And I'm just like, what a childish (laughs) thing to think about. That felt very true to me, though, because it is like a that that is the time in your life when you'd be like, you can't date the poet because we are supposed to have barbecues for life. Yeah. Like that is what she's saying. It's a ridiculous sentence, but she like really means it. Yeah. Most of my high school friends basically stayed there and do barbecues. And they probably are super into Q Anon as well. Q- all I'm, is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They definitely did not like vaccines recently. I tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I I had to I had to mute a lot of people. You don't need vaccines when you're eating spare ribs weekly. Oh, I mean, I'll eat spare ribs. Yeah, but with a vaccine so I don't die. But yeah, yeah, put it in the sauce so I can Oof. spread it on. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, she's like well let's all go to the movies like a girls night and they're like what's wrong with you it's date night we don't hang out as like friends (laughs) like what but I think that's her with her older sensibility of like it's fun to just hang out with us as friends and they're so concerned with like the dates and the guys and whatever that they don't do that and I thought Mm. that was interesting yeah so that night she's sleeping Charlie climbs in through the window and it seems like he's gonna smother her with a pillow I did think he was trying to kill her. Also, as he's yes. creeping up to the house, it's he so has bonkers. what I call 
sneaky fingers. Did you guys see yeah, him? He, yes. he was like moving yes. his fingers in like a spidery kind of a way. He's like the Babadook. His, his makeup and hair look like a 1920s silent film villain. So this checks out. <laughs> but yes, he does hold the pillow over her face contemplating whether to commit her murder and then she marries him again yeah page he looks like the poster child for that game don't wink daddy like he's wearing the like matching pajamas and the like jacket it's weird i didn't play don't wake daddy because my dad left that'll be 160 dollars <laughs> mikey did you, did you guys try leaving a pack of cigarettes outside to see if he could catch a scent on it so what they did is they built like a big net system that had like a cigarette pack in their front yard under their tree <laughs> mm-hmm. and they just caught a bunch of other single dads but not nice, their nice, dad nice it was a catch and release program <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 are you my daddy no okay you can leave no no oh. okay uh but anyway Will they go down be? in the basement <laughs> They go down in the basement and they have a very contentious conversation where he's just like, everything will be fine if I have you because she's a possession, not a person. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, you don't understand. I have my own wants and needs. So the fact that they still end up together is infuriating. I know. But this is, I think, where Nicolas Cage thinks they break up. Yes. Because she tells the truth. like, Because he wants to confront her about what happened with the poet. And so she like just tells him what happened. She was like, yeah, we met up at the coffee place. And we went for a drive. Right. Because she is entitled to date other people if he is. Yeah. I mean, ride. They went for a ride. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, yeah. She definitely went for a ride. Yeah. Uh, But she and Michael, the poet, go out again to a club that is very clearly, uh, I, I, well, they call it an R&B club, but they are very... They're some of the only white people there. Yeah. Which I think is more just indicative of Michael's want to experience things outside their little white friend group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the R&B club is dope as shit. It I is. Go the band too. is amazing. Yeah. Of course. Um, but this is where she finds out that Nicolas Cage is singing with that band. But it's also where he's telling her, he's like, as soon as I'm done with high school, I'm fucking leaving. And she's like, good, go. I want everyone to have freedom. And I do think this is like, 40-something-year-old Kathleen Turner being like, look, this isn't going to last. Yes, go. Capture your freedom. It was fun (laughs) while it lasted. Uh, And he's like, I'm going to Utah. And she's like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah, to live with Rita and chickens and polygamy's like legal there. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not going to that. And he's like, but what about the other night? And she's like, it was great. You should go to to Utah. I'm just not going to go with you. And you know what? It was this one passionate night that someday you'll write about and he's like yeah like passion and bittersweet (laughs) and you're just like oh he is gonna be a poet like you can tell he's gonna have a (laughs) lot of hard times unless his daddy's rich but he's gonna be a great poet unless he gets a good publishing deal and tenure at the university (laughs) you know their english class and i don't we probably i mean this is way behind but like I was like really into what they were talking about in English. Oh, but I was same. Like, I was like, Gatsby. Yes. I was like, this is my, this is my jam. Anyway, she, she sees Charlie and is like, oh my God, wow. I didn't realize that he sang with this other band. I didn't know anything about it. But she and Michael leave, presumably to connect one more time. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they make a Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. I That's my brain uh, personal headcanon is Helen Hunt is the poet's baby. Heck um, yeah. But we see Nicolas Cage 
meet with a record executive that's like, no, the band's great, but it's not because of you, is what he said. Like, you're right. not a star, essentially. Yeah, you, he, you just don't have it, kid, more or less is what he says. And Nicolas Cage hangs his head in shame. I love that he, like, walks over there with, like, all the confidence <laughs> of an actual yeah. rock star. And we see within 10 seconds... His dreams being crushed before crushed. him. And it's great. It, I love it. It is pretty great. <laughs> now, here's the thing. It's like sometimes when people are like, hey, you don't have it. It's a person finally being honest with somebody who needs honesty in their life. And sometimes it's somebody who just doesn't get it, which I think is always really fun when somebody's like, yeah, 40 people turned me down, but also I'm David Bowie. <laughs> like, those are always fun stories, too. <laughs> More often than not, it's the people who revolutionize an industry yes. who are turned down a bunch, right? Because right. that record exec is risk averse. He would probably turn down like the Beatles at this point, right? Right. Not realizing that that is the new wave that's coming in. He'll find a Beatles alternative, a.k.a. the Monkees. The monkeys. I do love the monkeys. Me too. I love the monkeys, but they were the U.S. answer oh, to the course. Beatles, of right? Course. Of course. Yeah. But and, and listen, we got great music out of that compromise. But like, that's what happens in all industries, really. So like, the fact that David Bowie got turned down so much makes sense because he was fucking so revolutionary. Well, I also think that it's a case of like, if this was really your dream and you believed in it, that one person saying you don't have it would not deter you. It would be like, oh, yeah. you don't get it, right? How many times have you been told no? Oh, so many or, times. Same. Yeah. So many times. I had a guy tell me that if I wanted to write comedy scripts, I should probably be funny. Oh, shit. Did you end up taking that advice? Like, is that something yeah, that you... Yeah, I do try to be funny. <laughs> but, like, he wasn't going to represent me because of it. <laughs> and now, I bet that guy would kill. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> like, bet. I bet he would, would love to. But, uh, yeah, no, it happens all the time. But, like, my favorite is, did e neither of you watch the Wham! documentary this year, right? Yes, of course I okay. did, Paige. Okay, Todd, Todd, when they get turned down, their demo tape gets turned down by like 14 different people, and that demo tape had Careless Whisper on it? Exactly. What? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. If you think that stuff that you listen to on the radio is popular because it's the best music being made in your current city or state or country, you're crazy. They're the they're the lucky ones that got discovered. Yes. And I'm not saying that what's on the radio and popular is bad, but there's tons of amazing musicians you will never know about. Yeah, of course. Who, or who will go on to write songs for other people. Exactly. Um, but... So we cut to the next day. She walks past his house and she's clearly like, hey, maybe he does have it and i didn't understand and i didn't support it and so she's kind of trying to like apologize which she fucking shouldn't she fucking shouldn't apologize whatever but he tells her he's like yeah that guy came to hear me and he said i don't have it and so it's nothing and so she gives him a song that she worked on which turns out to be a beatles song um, she loves you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay i really wanted it to be sledgehammer and then when he changed the lyric it was thrill hammer because <laughs> that is what she referred to as his dick and that would have been a funny like turnaround joke that he wrote a hit song about his dick or her pet name for his dick or whatever hold on i'm looking up when when something came out it was dick i was thinking of like she came from 1985 if she came back it was just like okay so this concept album is called hammer don't hurt him <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> oh god have you heard of parachute pants 
Have you heard of parachute pants? Nick Cage invents rap in the 80s. Like, <laughs> hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate everything about that. But it does have, honestly, Back to the Future vibes, right? I know. I was going to say it was like, it links us <laughs> to Back to the Future. Anyway, she goes and tells off that one girl at school who we barely saw. So it doesn't have a lot of emotional weight other than that girl is kind of a busybody. She would be the podcaster of her day. I was going to say the same thing because she was the one going around the, like, the reunion at the beginning with like a tape recorder and like microphone interviewing people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she, how do you feel about missing the secu- sexual revolution? <laughs> I was like, damn, girl. I know. Like, okay. Anyway, uh, so she meets she meets with Richard in the library, and she's like, I got to try to go back in time because I'm trapped here. This is bad. I got pregnant at 18. I turned 18 in two days. And he's like, okay, so let's you and I get married. And she's like, no, because I got married. That's all I did. And so, like, I didn't get to do anything else. Spoiler, she still won't. This movie uh, doesn't let her grow at all. (laughs) She doesn't learn this lesson yet. No, not at all. She diagnoses the problem and then says, but I'm fine with it, I guess. I'm fine. Don't worry. Well, you know, you run the diagnostic, your check engine light's on, and sometimes it's just like, you know, you don't fix it. Sometimes you gamble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mikey, I've been there many times in my (laughs) life. It's called being poor. Poor. Well, she's making poor choices. Exactly. She runs it to Charlie, and this is where he's like, yeah, I changed the yeahs to ooze. And I was like, no, God, how does it immediately ruin that song? It does. It does, though. And that's a good Beatles song. It is a good Beatles song. But so she decides, she's like, I'm going to go see my grandparents. And I think this is her taking herself out of the equation of, like, I can't get pregnant on my 18th birthday if I'm not there, you know, or whatever. Well, th- this is where she's like, I got, I got pregnant at 18, and I turned 18 in two days, so it can happen yeah. at any point after that. I've got to go to my grandparents and isolate myself. Right. Because I'm very fertile right now. It's like so the way fertile. she's seeing it. It's so funny to me. I do love her meeting with her grandparents and just talking to them and spending time with them, which is something that she knows she's not going to get to do when she goes back. But then her grandfather's like, I think I can help you. There was a storm 600 years ago, and we can try it. And he's got like an odd fellows Freemasons kind of thing <laughs> happening Yes. Uh, with lots of fun hats hand signals and chaos magic and there it's crowley and weirdness uh but it's the the fun fewer bodily fluids version and so uh they do they're like time travel is the a cornerstone of our organization i was like wow okay um but so they do a spell that is supposed to send her back but lo and behold the power goes out johnny snags her steals her and takes her out to this greenhouse asks her to marry him and he's like if i quit singing i'll get 10 percent of the business now and i was like this just sends him on this sets him on his trajectory to be the appliance king yeah like i mean because he he doesn't become a rock star because she gives him the song because he ruins it so like yeah he is there he sets up hey i can give you the exact same life you hated at the beginning of this movie right and she says yes again she wants well, and she does say she's like i'm not cra- crazy enough to marry you twice except that she exactly is because yes. he gives her the locket and she's just like oh oh no my kids finally thinking about my kids and she goes back to the reunion where yeah. she wakes up in the hospital and they're like yeah you had a heart attack and nicholas cage is like oh my god Thank goodness you're here. I I got rid of Janet, but I'm back. First off, Nicolas Cage has been there the whole time she's in the heart attack. But second, his he is the ugliest human being on earth in this film coming back to that hospital. Like, it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, death himself has come to take me. <laughs> he, he looks rough. Can I read you what I wrote in my notes? Yes. Why is Lestat talking to her at the, at the <laughs> hospital? 
Lestat was attractive, bro. No, he looks like Lestat just crawled out of his grave and was playing the yeah, piano. Yeah, and then, the hundred yeah. years later. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what he looks like. I was like, like yeah. wow, this guy looks like a chiseled but haggard vampire. Anyway, he's talking to her in the hospital. And again, nothing has changed. He's still a, a total dirtbag. But this is where in my notes I said... This movie needs a wooden hand. And he says, I'll cut my right arm off for a second chance yep. at you. Uh, and she's like, I need time. But maybe you can come to dinner with me and your kids on Sunday. And I will make strudel. And, and that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Peggy Sue Got Married? I prefer Back to the Future. Back to the Future is way better than this for sure. And came out the year before this. But I liked this movie, but that's largely because it's insane. Yes. Would I watch it again? Only if I was watching someone watch it for the first time. Sure, 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 you know sure, sure, sure. I would definitely show this movie to other people who hadn't seen it. I wouldn't watch it again by myself. Like Moonstruck, I've watched again since we did that episode. It's a good thing I purchased it for $12. Wait, you bought this movie, Mikey? 100%. Mikey, if you host a screening, I will come to your house with popcorn. <laughs> Todd, when I was watching this, I had the thought of like, I should just watch Moonstruck again after yeah. this. So I think I will join you in that and probably watch Moonstruck again. It's really good. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Peggy Sue, fun, fun facts. facts. So in the original script, Rosalie, who's the woman in the wheelchair at the reunion, was a gymnast at their school who was crippled in an accident. So that got cut out, too. That got cut out, too. So in the original script, Peggy Sue tries to uh, invent pantyhose, uh, encourage people to invest in Xerox, and prevent Rosalie from hurting herself were her original things, and pretty much all of that gets cut. Yeah. They do leave in a line where Peggy Sue warns her sister about eating red M&M's. Uh, fun fact, red M&M's were discontinued in 1976 when red number two dye was named as a suspected carcinogen and re-released in 1986 after the film was released with a different red dye. I believe it's now red dye number five. Interesting, okay. The blue 1958 Chevy Impala that Nicolas Cage drives was later given away in a sweepstakes tied to the opening of the film. I mean, it is a pretty nice, like, 50s throwback car. Like, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, this movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and as a result... He cast multiple family members, obviously Nick Nicholas Cage. For sure, yeah. Nicholas Coppola. Uh, but then also Sophia Coppola plays Peggy Sue's little sister. No shit. Uh, and ends up in a couple scenes. And Sophia obviously is a very famous director in her own right. Yes. Uh, and she would go on to direct Kathleen Turner in The Virgin Suicides in 1999. So there you go. Hmm. That's awesome. That's so cool. Okay, sorry. Yes. Uh, so Kathleen Turner's only Oscar nominated performance is this film, which is wild because what? I love Kathleen Turner in almost everything. And oh, yeah, she's a great actress. She's she does great. But I'm just like, really? Like this? What else was out that year? I don't know. Todd, do you want to Google that? <laughs> sure. Best actress, 1985. So during production of this film, uh, Kathleen Turner has said that she started to have terrible waking nightmares about her dead grandmother calling her on the phone oh weird which for me those are the best parts of this movie is her getting to reconnect with family members she has maybe lost or outlived and so maybe that's why uh so deborah winger was originally offered the role of peggy sue and was cast but had a back injury from a bicycle accident and she had to withdraw from the film really that's terrible. Uh, the opening shot of the movie is actually an optical illusion because the camera and crew would have had to have been seen in the reflection of the mirror had the scene been shot in a conventional manner. 
So there's actually a body double for Kathleen Turner. Uh, and you can tell because they move out of sync at one point. And I noticed this when I was watching it. Um, so that's how they kind of manage to mirror it. Um, so uh, giving the illusion that Kathleen Turner and Helen Hunter reflections, but in fact, they are the real actors in the tableau with a body double uh, sitting with her back to the camera and an empty mirror frame framing the hole in the wall of the set. So the set is actually beyond the mirror and the body double is in the foreground. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but the role of Charlie before offered before was offered to Nicolas Cage, um, they also considered Steve Gutenberg, which I think would have been really interesting. I think that would be a better... I like. I really like Steve Gutenberg. I love Steve Gutenberg. I, I feel like you would have gotten more of the like maybe this person isn't so bad and we have just kind of lost touch with the thing that made us fall in love with each other as opposed to Nicolas Cage's bonkers performance. Um, but apparently Steve said that most of the time in his audition with Francis Ford Coppola, he just asked him about the Godfather, <laughs> like the making of the Godfather. Apparently he was super into the movie in a 2018 interview. Uh, with Vulture, Kathleen Turner said that the first time she heard Nicolas Cage's voice for Peggy Sue Got Married, she was taken aback, but she didn't think it was her job to direct another actor's performance. So instead, she talked to the movie's director, Francis Ford Coppola, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola was like, yeah, it stays in. So at that point, she said she made it work by choosing to interact with Cage's character in a way that explained her character's eventual disillusionment with the past. Uh, so I think that's why we get the weird movie that we have. Okay. It is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the poem quoted by the poet Michael Fitzsimmons uh, is When You Are Old by William Butler, William Butler Yeats. And he does say it's Yeats in the moment, but just if you were curious and wanted to look it up, because it is very pretty. Yeah. Nicholas Cage has said that he based his character's voice on Pokey of Gumby and Pokey. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, allegedly, Francis Ford Coppola and the producers hated it, and he was nearly fired, but Nicholas Cage argued to keep it. So apparently, Kathleen Turner was one of many people who were like, is he really going to talk like that the whole time? And Francis Ford Coppola was like, nephew, what are we doing here? And he was just like, uh, I like, please, uh, let me do the voice. Uh, and so he got to do it. Um, I mean, but he does it the whole time. Wow. It is objectively a terrible choice. Uh, I'll end on this fun fact because it is my favorite. Nicholas Cage and Kathleen Turner are not friends. Uh, in fact, in 2008, uh, Nicholas Cage brought a libel lawsuit against Kathleen Turner for falsely claiming in her memoir that he was arrested twice and had stolen a dog. Uh, they did settle out of court. <laughs> oh, my God. And those God. are your fun facts. Can I talk about the Oscars real quick? Oh, yeah, please. The movie came out in 1986, and you said 85, so I was looking at the 86 Oscars. Oh, and sorry. And it was the 87 Oscars that she was actually nominated for. And uh. So I had the Oscar stuff. So she was nominated for uh, Actress in a Leading Role or Best Actress in a Leading Role against Marlene Matlin for Children of a Lesser God, oh, Jane well, Fonda yeah. for The Morning After, okay. Sissy Spacek for Crimes of the Heart, obviously Kathleen Turner for Peggy Sue Got Married, and Sigourney Weaver for Aliens. Oh, fuck. Who won? Marlene Matlin won for Children of a Lesser God. So, yeah, let me, uh, well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Peggy Sue Got Married in 1986? I think this is probably expensive because they have to make it all look like old timies. Uh -huh. But expensive for the time is different than expensive now. So I'm going to say $25 million. Okay. Let's say 15 
Mikey, you are closer. It was $18 million, but Paige, you alluded to it being, you know, that, that money going a lot further in the 80s. Right. Yeah, that inflation jump would be to $50.5 million if we were spending that money today. Now, this movie came out on October 10th, 1986 it was number two that weekend it was beat by crocodile dundee that had already been in the theaters for three weeks that was its third week in the theaters and was still number one peggy sue got married was number two jumping jack flash was number three deadly friend was number four and tough guys was number five another kathleen turner movie was just barely out of the top five at number six top gun was still on the theaters at this point yeah what do you think Peggy Sue got married made in its opening weekend. I'm going to say 8 million. Okay. 10. All right. Paige, you were closest. Actually, you're only off by 1.1 million. It was 6.9 million dollars in its opening weekend. It was in the theaters for a total of 17 weeks. It did not leave the top 5 until its 7th week. Now, it went from number 2 to number 4 in its second week and then stayed at number 4 until its 7th week. It was 6th. Uh, so it, it had some stay power in the theaters and it was in theaters for 17 weeks total. But what do you think it made in the box office in 1986? I'm going to say 47. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? How many weeks again? Six weeks? 17. It was in the top five for the first six weeks. I'm going to say 64. Okay. It made 41.3 million dollars. But if you adjust that for inflation, that's a hundred million dollar movie. It's 116 million dollars today and that is your box office so do you guys think kathleen turner and nick cage's character are still together god i hope not i absolutely do not i think they're together i don't think it's of the right choice but i think they definitely if you i mean she blew it she got a chance to change it and she didn't she literally got a chance to be 17 again and blew it. So I definitely think they're just still together. So yeah, I, I think they're, they're probably still together. Then that makes me very sad for Kathleen Turner. Mm-hmm. But Mike, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, r- romance scale is a scale of 1 to 10, how romantic we found the film today, Paige. That's going to be a 1 for me. God. Uh, this is a 1 because it ends very disappointingly. Oh, it's a 1, because but the bonkers scale is like a 10. Oh, yeah. The, the watchability scale is pretty high. Like, I would definitely like show this movie to somebody. Com- commune aside, I feel like if she had gone with the poet, this would have gotten some lion roars and become more romantic. Yes, absolutely it would have. That's a romance scale. Yeah. So this week, Mikey made us watch Peggy Sue Got Married. Next week, it's my turn, right? It is. So I wanted to do a Kevin Klein movie, last movie, and I was going to try and do French Kiss, but we couldn't find it streaming anywhere. So... I went looking for a Kevin Klein movie that we could stream. And I, I honestly do remember seeing this once as a kid and thinking it was nuts. Uh, but that movie I'm going to make you watch is a movie called Dave. Okay. The one with the president. Yeah, this is the description, yeah. Uh, Shifty White House Chief of Staff Bob Alexander hatches a scheme to use a double for the president, Kevin Klein, at a public photo opportunity. And small business owner Kevin Klein steps in to play the president. And then uh, they just replace the president with Kevin Klein, and he falls in love with, I believe, Sigourney Weaver okay. in the movie. I remember seeing this as a child uh, and thinking it was crazy. So I'm going to make you guys watch it next week. All right. So that is your homework for next week, to watch the movie Dave with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. All right. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I don't. Well, while you're looking one up, I'll go ahead and read one of our comments that was left under our Fool's Rush In episode. And they're um, the people who 
left comments right after the episode came out are very different from the ones who uh, left a comment uh, a few days after this episode came out. Mm -hmm. But um, let's do one from before Matthew Perry passed away. And that was from Bookworm13. And that was just justice for Todd's 17 again joke, which went by criminally unnoticed. And I'll say this, Bookworm, (laughs) it went by unnoticed by me. Because I didn't remember making a 17 again reference. Uh, <laughs> it may have happened by mistake. I have seen that movie, but it was a long time ago. Which movie is that? It's a Matthew Perry movie called 17 Again. And I think it's Matthew Perry and Zach Efron plays the younger version of Matthew Perry in that movie. I think so. And I I have not seen it either. I, I think I have seen it, but it was a long time ago. But either way, I appreciate you spotting that reference and keeping me honest. Mikey. Do you have a review for us to read? I do. Well, whose review are you going to read this week? Becky6583. Well, what do they have to say? Super funny. Why, thank you. Great show. Bella's mom was the same actress in all movies. Five stars. Oh. For Twilight? I guess. That is a very specific thing we talked about in one one of of our Twilight episodes, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, thank you so much, Becky6583, for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review or me read your Spotify comment, leave us a five-star review or a comment, and uh, we'll do that on an episode. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. Except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. That's my best Nicolas Cage impression in this movie. (laughs) Wang. (laughs) Bye. Thrill Hammer.